Hey everybody, welcome back to Henry Will Podcast Anything. Here is our second episode. If you listen to the first one, you know the whole premise and concept of this podcast is that I, as a comedian, am just trying to capitalize on all of the already successful uh, podcasts that are just crushing it right now. Because that's all it means to be a comedian. It's just getting likes and clicks. It's like everything else. And it's dumb. But whatever. Here I am doing a podcast where I'm not going to worry about being innovative or original. I'm just going to try and work off the traction that's been made by others. In the first episode, I did True Crime. If you haven't listened to that, I think you should. It's a real story, 100% real story that I did an investigation on and got to the bottom of, and I think you'll really enjoy it. For this episode, before the holidays, I just wanted to talk about something, something serious and to really get our perspective on things right. I wanted to take a Sam Harris, waking up with Sam Harris kind of approach. If you haven't listened to that podcast, I'd, I'd say it's worth a listen. Sam Harris is a pretty polarizing figure. A lot of people love him. A lot of people hate him. But because he, he has a really popular podcast, I just told myself, I was like, hey, I'm going to steal that. So here we are. Essentially, on his podcast, they just have very, very heavy conversations about very heavy topics. And for the most part, I'd say they do it in a civil way where there isn't just a bunch of finger pointing or name-calling or accusations or anything like that, which can be pretty refreshing whether you like the podcast or not. So that was my goal here. I thought, what is the most important, substantial topic right now? And I feel this is very topical with what's coming out this weekend, that I needed to sit down and I needed to speak with somebody about the debacle, the catastrophe, and the insult to humankind that was The Last Jedi. That's right. This Friday, Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker is coming out. And if you're a Star Wars fan, you probably one way or another have pretty strong opinions on The Last Jedi. You either think it sucks, like I do, or you are like my guest, Mark McHugh, and you think it is just the greatest piece of art in the history of cinema and the history of civilization. So we sat down and we had a tense talk. Boy, is it tense. And we don't hold back. We go after each other on this one. A lot of hot takes. And it's an important conversation. I didn't do a Sam Harris impression. That's kind of what I was thinking coming into it. That's what I was going to do. But I figured that's that's really not fun for anybody. Let's just have a couple geeks sit down and talk about The Last Jedi. I call Mark a Last Jedi apologist. And I think this is a very dangerous group. And I think it's a huge failure on the left. That is a Sam Harris reference. If you're not familiar with him, then that didn't make any sense. But anyways... Seriously, getting into it, we had a really fun conversation. Mark is an Edmonton-based comedian. He's a great dude and a really funny guy. And he's a self-proclaimed nerd. I'm not calling him a nerd. He calls himself that. And we had a really good conversation. I really enjoyed speaking with him as insane as his as his takes were. It was really, really good to sit down and talk with him. So I'm going to get out of the way. I actually recorded another podcast prior with another comedian named Simon Glassman. And it was a great conversation. And Simon did such a good job, but I was so terrible, and I had to go back and listen to the audio and edit it. I was so inarticulate and so stupid sounding that editing was just a nightmare, and I wasn't able to put anything good together. So apologies to Simon. Please check out his podcast. It's called Jurassic Par. It's a really, really funny podcast. I think you guys would enjoy that as well. Lastly, before we get into it, there is another podcast I think you guys would enjoy. It's another podcast I do. If you pine for truth, freedom, and America. You need to listen to the Freedom Hour with Liberty Bell and Apollo Justice. I, I, I can promise you guys will enjoy that one as well. It's You want to talk about hard-hitting, heavy topics. These guys 
hit them all out. So please give that a listen. And for this podcast, if you wouldn't mind, please sharing or leaving a review or writing, you know, the five-star thing on iTunes, whatever. I know this is all so stupid, but it does help, and it's really important if you subscribe and do all that good stuff. So thank you just for listening, but if you if you go that extra mile, I really do appreciate it. And yeah, let's just get into the podcast. It's a really long one, so I split it up into two episodes so we don't bore you that much. Again, Sam Harris, relatively themed, but I'm not doing impression. But to start it, like Sam Harris... Without further ado, I bring you Mark McHugh. Mark, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, We might as well just get right into this. Uh, If you don't mind, if you'll indulge me, I'm going to give you my take very briefly on The Last Jedi, and I would love to hear yours. Absolutely. So, I think in an ideal world, one would rewatch the movie, but you know where I stand on this piece of trash film (laughs) and I couldn't bring myself to do it so I did not rewatch it but I remember it well it's burned in my memory and I'm not forgetting it all that said my take on The Last Jedi is if you are anywhere from just a movie fan to a very casual Star Wars fan you kind of like Star Wars but you don't care you're pretty indifferent you just see it as a fun blockbuster Hollywood movie, not like any of like a Transformers kind of thing and you liked it, cool. That's fine. I'm not going to tell you what you can or can't like. However, if you are someone who really, for whatever reason, like millions and millions of people do, care about Star Wars so much and love the whole franchise, I don't understand how The Last Jedi can't bother you. That's my take on it. Okay. I, w- I would love to hear yours. Okay, so... My take on this is I feel like this, absolutely every single movie that's come out under the Star Wars banner, since I'm going to say even as far back as Return of the Jedi, have absolutely divided fans. Like, Return of the Jedi came out and people were like, well, fuck this, Ewoks, the whole prequel trilogy. And you know what? I'm not even going to shit on the, the prequels. I didn't like the second one. But, like, the first and the third... There was some redeemable stuff in there that I liked a lot. Okay. And the force of... But, like, the thing that people said when the new trilogy came out was, like, we want it to be like Star Wars. We want it to be like the Star Wars we remember. And then The Force Awakens came out, and people said, that's too much like the Star Wars we remembered. (laughs) So what I like so much about The Last Jedi, and don't get me wrong, there are problems with The Last Jedi that we will absolutely get into. But like on the surface, what I like so much about this movie is it, it does something completely different than what we were expecting. It did, like, a complete 180 and turned away from some of the things that were, like, tired Star Wars cliches and gave us a new story. Okay. So let's let's go into that point by point. I actually really am glad that you said that about the, the prequels because, for me, I don't hate uh, Episode 3. I, I really like episode three. Yeah, like, I, I visually, it's a struggle for me when the original Star Wars are what hooks you and what mm-hmm. makes you care about this franchise so much. And then when you, you go from, even despite it being the 70s and 80s, it, ha- it had such a good look to it. Then you watch the prequels, and it, it kind of, it reminds me of Roger Rabbit, where it's like real people and then what looks like cartoons. 
You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. how CGI went was so tough. And, yeah, the acting, everything like that, that was pretty much from episode one for me. That was a bit of a grind, and I get why people don't like it. But, like you said, I think there's enough redeemable qualities in there that it's like, this is worth watching. Like, I remember, like, for a long time, I was, like, so anti-Phantom Menace. I was like, screw yeah. that movie. I hate it so much. Yeah. It's so bad. And then you'd be like well, except this is cool, and that's pretty cool, and I guess that's pretty good. And then you, you realize, like, oh, there's more redeemable qualities to yeah. this movie than the irredeemable. And don't get me wrong, Jar Jar Binks is pretty <laughs> irredeemable. Yeah, I agree. No, that's a, I, I actually really agree with that, because I think it, it we're too quick to just completely shit on the movies as a whole and make it out like, oh, just complete disasters, nothing good about it. There are some good things about it. And then, before we get into The Last Jedi, the spinoffs... Because you might as well, if we're talking Star Wars, let's talk Star Wars. Let's mm-hmm. cover all the ground. There's been the standalones in Rogue One and Solo. How'd you feel about those ones? I liked them. I liked them, but I didn't love them. And I remember, I even remember, I was talking to somebody recently. It's like, you know what? I liked Rogue One. He's like, oh yeah? Name me a single character from that movie. Yeah, sure. And I'm like, ah, good point. Yeah, that that is a good point, but... I. I will say, though, I think Rogue One is the best new movie that's been made. I thought Rogue One was fantastic. I thought it was really cool to see a different side of Star Wars where war is such a prevalent part of the whole franchise. So to get that, obviously, comparing it to Saving Private Ryan is pretty lofty. But you know what I mean? Just no, I, don't, I don't think it necessarily is. Like, Granted, yeah. it's like Saving Private Ryan was like a real-world event, and this yeah. is high fantasy. And it's Disney. Yeah. But yes, but it, it's the war movie, and it's fan service for sure. But to finally see Darth Vader being the badass that everyone was so scared of because they finally had mm-hmm. the technology to have a scene where he does it... In the end, I thought that... I thought that was very it worth was it. Unbelievable. Solo, I, for me, I am a Harrison Ford See, my biggest boy. problem with Solo is that, like, that guy could have done the best job in the world, yeah. and he still wouldn't have been Harrison yeah. Ford. Like, we all just went into the movie and were like, all right, he's doing a good job, yeah. but that's not Harrison exactly. Ford. Exactly, that's not we Han Solo. tell that's a different person. Yeah, and, and, and something I like so much about Han Solo is the mystique around him you know what i mean mm-hmm. is he full of it is the whole parsec thing is he just a liar because he's got that scumbag quality to him that makes him kind of cool and like yeah. i don't need to know how good of a guy he actually is in his hard upbringing and also why am i watching a movie where in the trailers it's like huh. will chewy and han get out of this why well, no they're gonna get out of it it's so like what am i clear, watching yeah, it like, for? it's like watching the titanic you're like all right well we know how this ends yeah exactly so I, th- there was a part of me i was like ah of all the stories you could you could come up with in the star wars universe this feels kind of just like a money grab there was nothing about it that surprised me exactly like all of the beats you're like yeah we knew that was gonna happen exactly. we knew he's gonna meet chewy we knew he's gonna do the castle run yeah we knew that uh he was going to get the Millennium Falcon at yeah. the end and get it yeah. in a card game. Exactly. So, like, again, like a fun blockbuster, I'm sure, if you're, like, separated enough as a Han Solo yeah. fan, a Star Wars fan, sure. I'll, 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 Sam Harris always says that. I'll grant you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that takes us to the new trilogy. Now, again, before we even get into Last Jedi, I, I like what you said. If people wanted to see, and I'm one of these people, honestly, wanted to see Star Wars feel a bit more like Star Wars, but then The Force Awakens in some ways, and I didn't hate The Force Awakens at all, but it felt like, wow, that was eerily similar There were like a, a few beats that were like, oh, that 
they did a lot of the same things, but they did them in slightly different ways. Yep. And I liked, and I re, I love The Force Awakens. I okay. think it's a great movie. Okay. And I would even like, I would, it's definitely a better movie than The Last Jedi, but what I appreciate yeah. so much about The Last Jedi is the like, okay, well we gave you the clearly, like, we kind of gave you exactly what you asked for. Now we're going right. to take, now this is our take on it. Okay. So that that's a good that's a perfect segue again to the Last Jedi then because I felt for me watching the Force Awakens it people can have their complaints of how similar it was but at the end of the day it's laying down the groundwork for essentially a new gang new characters and it's the first installment of a three part story mm-hmm. so let's see where it goes then with the Last Jedi I felt. It absolutely subverts expectations, and I, I and I like that because I feel a criticism of guys like me get. There's a few we get when when we shit on the Last Jedi. <laughs> of it's kind of like, oh, you're just fanboys, and you just wanted fan service. Well, well, no, that's not true. You didn't say that, but you know, that's like a common criticism. I don't want to go into a movie knowing what happens. Mm-hmm. That sucks. I love going into a movie and being like, whoa, I did not see that coming. That's so wild. And I was so excited to go, like, what's Luke's story going to be? Why is he on this island? Why is he the guy he is now? I wanted to be surprised by all this. And if you're going to subvert expectations, though, I feel, understanding that this is just a fictitious movie, but Star Wars is so much more than that. <laughs> I it's love such how like you a... catch yourself before you get to well, the Well, because, like, when I get so heated, I can hear myself and be like, you need to settle down. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. But I love movies so much. And Star Wars is one of those very few movies franchises that brings this out of people, where you care so much and you get so invested in it. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. it, it, although it is just a movie, it's a little bit more than that because it means so much like, to well, so yeah, many like people. We know it's just a movie, but yeah. at the same time, like I'm, I have like I have the mood, like the day I'm seeing the movie. No, in exactly, my it, it defines so much of your childhood. You know what I mean? It, it's so much of you as a person honest like i always use I, I have three older brothers and one of them his name's sam and he's like this obnoxiously good-looking handsome guy well put together he's not some like square or dork or nerdy guy but he is so in love with star wars and that's just what i mean like for uh, like a, a normal dude like him normal that's a terrible phrase as if like well, yeah, like... The, you know what I mean. The stereotype, though, in the 80s, 90s is like, yeah. oh, they like Star Wars. Comic I book guy. Fat. Yeah, comic, comic book, book guy from The Simpsons. Simpsons. It's that kind of guy. But it's Star Wars means so much to so many people. So I feel there is this responsibility with it. That was a very long-winded way of getting to this. There's a responsibility that goes with Star Wars that if you're going to subvert expectations, that's fine, but it needs to make sense within... I hate using this word in movies because it's so dorky, but within the mythology that's been created. Yeah. And I feel The Last Jedi... And Ryan Johnson, apparently some people say his name's Rain Johnson, which makes so much sense, that pretentious douchebag, <laughs> that you spell it R-I-A-N, but pronounce it Rain. I just feel like he didn't do his homework, and he just, it was kind of this self-indulgent, pretentious might be a little bit strong, but he was just like, I'm going to go so far the other way just to prove a point. You know what I mean? That like I'm going to ignore all of the things that have been established because so much of it for me just doesn't make sense. Okay, like what doesn't make sense? Okay, for starters, 
Well, there's going to be a lot. Okay. But okay. for starters... I will, I will definitely grant that there's stuff <laughs> in this movie that doesn't make sense and doesn't work. Okay, great. I think the, the most glaring one and the biggest issue for people is Luke. Okay, see, I feel the exact opposite, and we'll get into that. Okay, I'd love to hear your take first. Okay, so my take on Luke is I, f- I love what they do with Luke. Oof. Because they see... Because if you, it really is the exact same thing they kind of did with Yoda. If you go back and you mm-hmm. watch, because Yoda also went into exile. Yep. But Luke feels the same way that so many Star Wars fans now feel looking back at the series. When you evaluate like the legacy of the Jedi, their legacy is absolutely one of failure. Yeah. And it absolutely, and I love seeing Luke Skywalker, this person we all grew up with, this person that we all like, you know, when we were kids, he was our hero. Totally. And here he is as kind of like a drunk, washed up rock star. Yeah. Okay, that, and that, that's, a, that's a cool take on it. I don't want to diminish anything you say, but for me, it's just hard because if he's going to get to that point, I have no problem if he gets to that point, but I feel it needs to be explained a little bit better because Luke's entire character is based on optimism and hope and seeing the best in everybody. He starts his kind but of this... But it explains, like, it explains that that's who he was until he was broken, until it was but revealed he that he broken? was a human with, like... Because he tried so hard with Kylo Ren and he failed him that, in see, such that's an the point epic I, way. Uh, that's the point, I, that's the point uh. that drives me the craziest. So even with Darth Vader who is the most evil, feared dude in the galaxy. Who we'll talk about in a second. Yes, yeah. absolutely. The most evil, feared dude in the galaxy, Luke still sees the best in him and won't give up. That even when the Emperor is shooting him with lasers, Luke's pretty much being like, hey, Dad, I know you're a good guy. <laughs> and then with Kylo Ren, he's just like, hypothetically, he might be evil, so I'm just going to kill him. <laughs> it's like, what? How did Luke go from the guy who saves the galaxy, and, and uh, in large part because of his optimism and seeing the good in people, just thinking like, eh, this might be a challenge. I'm going to kill my just nephew. Be, just, just to be safe. I'll just butcher my nephew in his sleep because it might be challenging to, to get to his head. That's when I'm just like, what the f- Fuck? But even, like, when he was talking about it, he's like, it passed in, like, a moment. Like, he instantly realized, like, I'm not gonna do that. But it, it was already too late. Kylo had seen what he was thinking. Yeah, I, I, but still, for me, I do understand where you're coming from. But for me, I was just like, ah, I don't know about that. And and there's more, I don't want to get too... Um, I, like the, I like the idea of Luke Skywalker being a morally flawed person. I do too. Because, yeah, if, if you went into it and it was just you pick up right from where we left off and he's still just the best dude, there's nothing wrong with him, that's really boring. I just thought, like, it's going to need to be justified a little bit better than that. And for me, I just personally thought it was lazy. I just thought it didn't really make sense, and I love the idea of him being this cranky old hermit by himself, because you'd think, how did the best, most like morally pure Jedi ever, how did he get to this point? That's super fascinating, but I, I just but I don't thought the explanation ever, didn't make sense. I don't think sense. it's ever established that he's morally pure. You even see in Empire that he struggles with the dark side of the Force totally. himself. But he always comes through... And, and, and I know you can argue, he, he always comes through on, on the better side of it. He, yes. And, and he still does 
at this point, but I, I just have so many issues with the whole Luke thing, and I feel like there's more all like intertwined with Luke's with Luke's story, there's more issues with the entire story as a whole, and I, I don't mean to get too all over the place. We'll make sure to come back to Darth mm-hmm. Vader and everything, but while we're talking about Luke, the the lightsaber and stuff, it's made out to be such a big deal when Han gets it from that stupid little flying <laughs> alien. Uh, and she said, and he, he says, where'd you get that? And she's like, ho, ho, believe me. We'll tell you. There's the a story. <laughs> and then the story is he's just like, nah, I don't care. And that's fine, but I don't this think is what I, this is what I feel with like the with the movie and what Ryan Johnson did. He ultimately it's a very bold movie, and I like that. But it still is the second installment in a three points three three point story three <laughs> three part story, <laughs> and it really gave me the feeling. And you also base this off what people have said. If there was an outline and a story, and he was just like, "No, nah, I'm not going to do any of that." And it just felt like this self-serving, I'm taking this in whatever direction I want for this one movie, and now you guys can pick up the pieces if you want, but I'm making a statement here, because there were all of these things they set up from The Force Awakens that had me wondering, where's this going to go? And he was just like, no, I'm I'm not acknowledging any of that. Oh, you feel like Luke throwing away the sky, the the lightsaber is kind of Ryan Johnson being like... It's just him being a dick. Because <laughs> people say, oh, you, the fanboys are all trolling Ryan Johnson. His whole thing was trolling everybody. <laughs> just putting up a middle finger like, oh, you like Star Wars? Fuck you. And the thing is, like, we the reason everyone came to see this movie is because you have Luke's giant head on the poster and the two words, Star Wars. Nobody was like, oh, shit, Ryan Johnson directed this? I'll go see it now. And I just feel he neglected so many things that J.J. Abrams set up, and the, the, the lightsaber is just one of them. What the hell was the... If that's the logic, that was a complete waste of dialogue in Force Awakens. Oh, there's a story here. And now, for sure, they're going to pick up the pieces and be like, okay, we got to acknowledge this story because of the mess that we were left. But they... That that's not a credit to like. Also, Johnson's. sidebar: How big of a me- like th- this movie aside, and some of the problems it had. Carrie Fisher suddenly dying before they start filming uh, after they had like a script written and everything. Such a bummer. Such a bummer. I I, I actually saw her. She came here to Edmonton like two oh, right. months before she died oh, to man. do a talk, and it was awesome. That was so sad because I I know with episode nine it was a lot of it was going to be like her movie apparently yeah because so like very much like this was Luke's movie yeah and you know and I like I I like what they did with Luke I feel like they they acknowledged his temptations with the dark side mm-hmm. and they made him into like they made him into a more three dimensional character than the original ones ever did I you think. think so I think so I also have an issue with the way he went out not just the fact that he pretty much made him like Luke Skywalker possibly the chosen one the way he goes out is essentially making himself a hologram doing a dirt off your shoulder motion and then <laughs> dying from it because it didn't it didn't make sense that he shows up and I hated the pop culture reference of him doing the dusting off his shoulder thing. That made me so mad. Because I got this moment, I was like, oh shit, Luke got himself cleaned up, got got his fade right, got a little haircut, come look good for battle. Everyone's like, oh man, Luke's coming to save the day. They start shooting those laser at him. He's unfazed. I remember everyone in the theater was like, oh boy, yes! We're seeing Luke and all his powers. What's he capable of now? And then it turned out like, oh no, that was kind of just a trick. Which is fine, but again, if that's, what, if that's the precedent you're going to set, it has to be consistent. Because they pointed out, 
if you look, Luke doesn't leave any footprints the whole time he's there. He doesn't contact Kylo Ren. How cool is that? Okay, then how the fuck is he able to physically give Leia Han's completely insignificant thing from the Millennium Falcon the, until the this dice? movie? Yeah. How the <laughs> fuck does that happen? Then? So if you're going to do this genius, oh, see, he wasn't there. No, but he was. So don't have him physically there one second, then not. Then he's just meditating on a cliff, and he's like, okay, I can die now. And he disappears. That's how Luke goes out with not even raising a lightsaber. Did I want some fan service? Of course. Seeing Luke actually lift a lightsaber physically... Did you want to see... Did I want to see that? Yes, I did. Did I need to see it to be happy with the movie? No. But if that's how you're going to make him go out, it needs to make sense. And to me, it just didn't. It feels it feels like there's a little bit of parallel with the way Obi-Wan went out, though. Where it's not about, oh, you defeated me now. It's more about, like, you can defeat me, but I'm more than a person. Right. I'm, I will become more powerful than you could ever imagine. Totally, but at least Obi-Wan wasn't just hiding and then he's like, I'll project myself and trick him into thinking he killed me. I don't know. I, there, there, there's, no, there's no conclusive way, of, I, I, and I don't want it to be you being like, no way, you're right. I, I want you to have your opinion of the movie. But I just felt that made no sense. And it annoyed I, I like the it shit out sense. of me. I feel like it makes sense in the context of the movie, but if you say it just out loud, it's like, oh yeah, that's kind of weird. But like, in the, if you th- say any of it out loud, it kind of doesn't, like, the whole thing doesn't really right. well, make sense. I feel like you, you need to have suspension of disbelief, obviously, because we're talking about a bunch of Anglo-Saxon aliens <laughs> in outer space, and I get that. But all that being said, once you once you suspend your disbelief and there is, again, I hate using this word, but this mythology that's been created and you've bought into it, because that's the beauty of movies is you buy into these stories that you know aren't real, but you, you have an invested interest in Because if I just went and be like, wow, oh, this isn't real, so I don't give a shit, I would <laughs> never go see movies. So if I just feel it's not too difficult, though, if you're going to write it, just make sure from point A of this scene to point B that there's consistency. You know what I mean? So if Luke isn't physically there, don't let him pass her dice but then and then all of a sudden the, not you, be there. You do see the dice fade away, but at the same time, it's like, well, why did you bring those then? Yeah, like, why are those the there point? then? Yeah, I just, for me, I just, I just feel they botched Luke really hard and... We got to make sure, because I don't want the podcast, this could be like an eight hour podcast and neither of us will leave your basement for the whole weekend. Do you have any, because I don't want to make sure I get the last word and move on. Do you have any other thoughts on Luke? Because I feel like we could move on. On Luke, I feel like we can move on. Uh, Who I want to mention, who I really think really works and not just this movie, but the the series so far is Mm -hmm. I love the character of Kylo Ren. You had I, a really hot take. I think, okay, oh boy. here's my hot take. I just want to give a preface to this. <laughs> if you're easily triggered, like I am, you might be punching a hole through the wall when you hear this. But please. Okay, I think, as a character, that Kylo Ren is a more interesting villain than Darth Vader ever was. Wow. Now, I will... Wow. S- that is not to say that he is cooler. Darth Vader is the heart and soul of Star Wars and is absolutely the coolest character in the series. But Darth Vader, 
makes no sense as a character. Wow. And in the original, but in the original trilogy, he didn't really have to. He was just like force choking dudes, and like anytime one of his minions would fuck up, he'd kill him because he was mad. And then he'd like at the very end, for some reason, he saved Luke, even though he just like he has no problem killing like with the deaths of thousands of other people. Like Luke's like Darth Vader never has totally made sense. I've never understood what he wanted in any single movie and i didn't really care in the original trilogy because it's like oh you know he's fun like he's darth vader he's cool he's got the boots he's got the helmet he's got the deep <laughs> voice like there's a comic i remember where somebody says to darth vader like i'm gonna kill you you killed my father and he just says you have to be so much more specific I've killed many yeah. fathers. Yeah. And that's what's cool about Darth Vader. But then when you go back to, like, the prequel trilogy, they try so hard to make Darth Vader make sense as a person. And it doesn't work. Because in the first two movies, you know, he's you know he's a kid. Like, the first one, he's just, like, a kid who loves his mom. And, oh, boy, does he like... Oh, and he's built C-3PO. Let's just throw that in really quickly. And then the <laughs> second one, oh, he has this huge crush on this princess. And he hates Sand. And oh, he's just kind of a moody teenager. And in the third one, they like in the last like I don't know, half hour of that movie, they just like crammed Darth Vader in. They've like they tried to kind of set up that he had an anger problem, but at no point like it it turned into like uh, my wife is dying and that's sad. I better go kill a bunch of kids now. Oh, and dude. like just yeah. remember being like, what? Well, that doesn't even kind of make sense. And like his fight with uh, Obi-Wan, it's an epic fight. It's a yeah. great fight to watch, yeah. but it doesn't make sense because Obi like cuz Anakin's like, "I hate you." When the last time they had talked, they had hugged and shook hands and stuff. And right. we're like, "Well, I'll see you soon, brother." And yeah. like there's no re why does he hate Obi-Wan? That is never really explained. So I never bought any of Darth Vader's transitions from like light side to dark side now getting to Kylo Ren I totally buy like his whole character is based on the idea that he is split in the ways of the force mm -hmm. and it shows through the people that he wants to kill and he or, or the people that he kills and the first one, spoilers if you haven't seen the, the Force Awakens, but if you are, why the fuck are you listening yeah, to this? Yeah, seriously, get over but it. <laughs> <laughs> he kills Han Solo in the first one, and everyone's like, why the fuck, uh, the fuck did he do that? He did that yeah. because he's evil. Yeah. And in the next one, he kills Snoke. Yeah. And you're like, well, why the fuck did he do that? And he's like, yeah. he told you why he did that. Right. Because Snow you see Snoke has the same expectation of him that Han Solo had. Mm -hmm. Snoke had expected... Like, I don't think Kylo... I The, the last movie could come out and I'll look like a total dick right now. Because <laughs> it'll, like, the first scene will be, like, the opposite of what I'm about to say. Or you think maybe. that's what's going to make you look like a dick? <laughs> Not saying but, Kylo Ren's more... No, I'm just kidding. You I did don't a great think, job of explaining I don't well. think that Kylo Ren wanted to be the new Vader. Yeah. I don't think that's what he wanted. I think that he wanted to explore the Force in his own terms. And Luke Skywalker came along and it was like, no, you're going to be a Jedi. And his parents are like, yeah, you're going to go be a Jedi and you're going to fight for our side. And he never really bought it. And then Snoke came along and was like, I'm going to seduce you in the dark ways of the Force. And then he never really totally bought that either. Yeah. So he even says in the middle of the movie, like Ray says to him, like, why did you kill Han Solo? Why did you hate him? He's like, I didn't hate him. I just, you kill the past. 
let, or let the past die, he says. Kill it if you have to. Yeah. And that's very much about what Kylo Ren's about. He does not want somebody who has their own expectations of what yeah. he's supposed to be. And yeah. that's how he acts the way he does. And to me, that makes more sense than Anakin Skywalker killing a temple full of kids for some reason. I will say... Considering how sizzling of a take that was, <laughs> you explained yourself very well. I, and, and I do agree with you that Kylo Ren, of everyone, and we'll get to this point after maybe, of all the new characters, Kylo Ren is so far and away the best character. He's the standout for sure. It's, and it's not even close. And I do agree with everything you said of why that makes him a good character. However, for me, you could give me the best, most concrete, not even theories of evidence that is scientifically factual of why Kylo Ren is a better character than Darth Vader. Like, no, not true. <laughs> no, because Darth Vader's the soul of the series. And, and I do think, to your point about the original ones, they botched Darth Vader so hard. And there's a few points I'll make with this. I feel, uh, before getting Darth Vader, I feel that's another problem with, with this trilogy. Is when we watched the prequels, there was this kind of thought and expectation of... I'm not sure about you, but I remember hearing older people talk about the, the experience of going to the theaters to see Star mm -hmm. Wars. And when Darth Vader revealed he's Luke's dad, you're like, oh, yeah. what? And we're thinking, like, nice, finally, we're going to get our Star Wars experience. Then we go and see him, and we're, we were kind of just like, what the fuck was that? And even though, like, they were okay in some parts, we were just... That, that wasn't what we thought they were going to be. And then when, when this new trilogy was coming out, we're like, yes, we're finally going to get the good one. And then I remember seeing it and thinking, like, they fucked it up again? No! That was not okay. So I saw The Force Awakens yeah. the first night. Yeah. The first, I had to, like, because me and my buddy, we went, we went to a midnight screening. Okay. We had to be the first to see the Star Wars. Yeah. And I remember being in a theater full of, like, there was, like, a bunch of kids yeah. in this theater. And these kids all heard this fucking fat nerd right here. <laughs> just like when Kylo Ren just pushes his, <laughs> his lightsaber through Han Solo, just yeah. a bunch of kids heard a grown man going, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> to me, that was kind of our I am your father okay, moment. Okay, fair enough. But for the people like me then that hate The Last Jedi more than anything, we, we kind of have that feeling of being robbed again of another trilogy. But... That, that's a sidebar to the uh, point of, that you made of how poorly established they made Darth Vader. Because the original trilogy, I think, did such a great job with him of A New Hope. You barely see Darth Vader. You mm -hmm. still have no idea what he's about. And then Empire Strikes Back just knocks it out of the park. It's a great movie. It's unbelievable. And then I felt his conclusion was perfect. Then you watch the prequels... And he's such an iconic character, and you're kind of thinking like they're gonna really have to botch this to botch this, and boy did they botch it when they when when he gets dubbed Darth Vader. I, I didn't know exactly what was gonna happen, but I was thinking this is gonna be some huge thing. But instead, it's just he Rise. kills Mace Windu, and now Palpatine has an ass for a head, and he's just like, <laughs> "Good, you are now Darth Vader." And I was like, "That was it? You just came up with this name out of thin air and decided you're gonna... He's Darth Vader, and he's just like, all right, cool, I'm gonna go kill some kids now, I guess. <laughs> so I, I agree with you on everything that that you said about the prequels, but I don't... I honestly don't see it as a flaw so much in the character of Darth Vader. I just see it as George Lucas went from this brilliantly inspired young filmmaker to this fucking idiot who couldn't get out of his own way and kind of kiboshed 
his own masterpiece a little bit because for me when I think of Darth Vader it sucks because those are the mm-hmm. movies but you also know the other stories through like the books and the comics and stuff mm-hmm. and I just feel they didn't capture it well enough because when I think of Darth Vader I think of this really mysterious cool looking dude in A New Hope I think he's on it for 12 minutes I actually watched A New Hope last night and he's in the movie for 12 minutes and like I said Empire Strikes Back knocks it out of the park <clears throat> find out he's Luke's dad then you start seeing okay he's not just this hellbent evil dude that's going around choking everybody. There's this human side to this but guy. at the same time, like, don't get me wrong, I fucking love uh, Return of the Jedi, but yeah. Luke keeps saying, I see good in you, yeah. and I'm just going like, but where? What is he doing because that Luke's makes so, you think I, I, The way I perceived it, at least, is Luke is just so one with the Force at this point, and he's so powerful. Like, he's pretty much the only guy that could see this out of him, and that's what makes Luke Luke. No, and that was my point earlier. Nobody has that hope and that optimism that Luke has. That it takes something so special in Luke to see. Even you, you evil bag of shit. I still see that there is good and conflict in you. And the way Darth Vader got coerced into the dark side was all manipulation and being kind of weak-minded in that regard. That there still was this inner conflict in him. And that his son was able to bring it back and bring him back to ultimately being the one to ice the emperor which is another fucking point we're gonna have to get to (laughs) okay uh but i so i I don't want to discredit kylo ren is a good really strong character but for me to compare him to darth vader to this point seeing darth vader's whole story arc as well as you explained it and i won't discredit anything you said there's nothing that could be said (laughs) and it honestly isn't just like the closed-mindedness there is some of that for me with this Mm -hmm. i can acknowledge that but for me I just don't think it's even close yet. Maybe something will happen in this next one. He's Kylo... not as iconic as of a character for sure. And I, I think Kylo Ren's really, really interesting. But I just personally think Darth Vader's more interesting too. And is, does he have a cooler look and everything? Yeah, totally. And a cooler voice, sure. But he's, I just he think he's... He gets to be Jones and where it's like, yeah. Kylo Ren is kind of like an evil, like an emo kid who yeah, kind much. of wants to be Yeah, Darth he's the guy Vader, who was in My like... Chemical Romance who yeah. had enough <laughs> and decided to be one with the Force. <laughs> but, but honestly, you make really good points there. I, I think we're just going to have to respectfully disagree on that because <laughs> I, I think, think Darth fair. Vader is for sure cooler and there is the nostalgic thing of it feels like a sin for me to even consider that. So I, I will credit you as an actual no, Star Wars like, fan. That's cool that you can take it. But it's like, take like that. let the past die. No. Kill it if you have to, Henry. <laughs> no way, man. <laughs> That's the only way you could become who you're supposed to be. Never. <laughs> Never in a million years. This is there oh, there's so many points. I don't want to be do you mind if we go on to the next one? Okay, of course, yes. Alright, so I just mentioned the Emperor. This is gonna be a long podcast. I don't give a shit. We're talking about everything. So that's it for part one. Uh, Part two will be posted as well, so give that a listen. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one.